Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Okay, so before I introduce my guests, I just want to say what I've been watching this week. Two shows that I highly recommend. One is Unscripted on Netflix. It is a documentary series, four parts called Who Killed Maria Marta? And it's about, it's a true crime series um, about a case in Argentina. And I don't want to say too much about it because there's so many good twists and turns, but it's really, really gripping, fascinating story. You have to stay focused because it's all subtitles and it moves very fast. But if you like true crime, I highly recommend it. And secondly, I am back into The Crown. It is season four. I just can't tell you enough. If you don't watch the show, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Start from the first season. It's every episode's a movie. I'm not saying every episode's perfect, but every episode is a movie. It is such a gorgeous show. It's got history. It's got amazing acting. It's got juicy storylines. It's got it all. So I highly recommend you watch The Crown. Okay, I am talking to a guest I've been wanting to have on the podcast for a while, and he's finally here. It is Ryan Bailey, who hosts the podcast So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Ryan is a wonderful podcaster, and he's also a hilarious Twitterer. Twitterer. <laughs> is that a term? Twitterer. I, I, let's, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter, yes, yes. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> You're really good on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Just leave it there. But seriously, well, how are you so good on Twitter? Like every tweet makes me laugh so hard. See, I don't, I don't, the funny thing, that's, that's, I feel like my, my mom set you up to, to this because I don't feel like I'm a good, I feel like it's just really like, so and the thing is, I've been doing this now. Like, I just celebrated. I woke up today with like a celebrate your 12 year Twitter anniversary. And I was like, oh, my God, I wasted 12 <laughs> years on this thing. Exactly. And the thing is, you I don't even think I'm funny. It's like these are all just random thoughts that you have. And now they're like more focused towards like Bravo and reality shows. But before, like. I'll sometimes like like search a certain word to see if I've tweeted about it before. And it'll take, take me back to like 10 years ago. And it'll be like, I'm eating meat for dinner tonight. Like, it's like the basic, like I'm doing laundry. Like, it's like, there's no, uh, so I think you learn as you go along, but even then it's like some things that I think are funny, you realize really quickly, nobody else thinks that it's funny. It's like your own personal point of view. And you realize how quickly that either works for people or you're on an Island by yourself, which is okay. <laughs> but then also Twitter gives you this false sense of, that all of our opinions are important, you know, <laughs> right. like that. I don't, I don't necessarily think we should all have a voice. And I even, I say that with myself, but it is funny. It's one of those things that it is weird when people start liking something that you do and you're like, well, I think I've been doing this the whole time, but I don't know what's changed, you know? Right. Well, I maybe just caught on. I don't remember. Oh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's getting people in front of the, the people's eyes, but they're, I mean, you know, like, for the most part, I think of myself as like really not funny. And I know that sounds weird. So it's like, I have just my mind. I have, I'm like a glass uh, half empty kind of person. So like, when you say that, I'm like, that's crazy. I can't believe she thinks that's <laughs> fun. I, I mean, like, that's, that's great. But I, I'd never well, really think that. Yeah. Well, you sh well, maybe that's better. Maybe that's why you are funny because you're humble, <laughs> but you just have the best takes. You're super kind of dry. I can't really describe your humor, but We'll get into everyone where everyone can find you at the end. But 
The thing that I think I love the most is that we seem to have all the exact same interests. Like you're watching, you know, you watch The yeah. Vow and you have really hilarious oh. takes on Keith oh and Oh my Harry. God. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm so the obsessed with that. Red and all the Bravo shows and the Kardashians. Yeah. I mean, your Twitter handle is Ryan Kardashian Jenner. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, I mean, I've been watching those shows before even Twitter started. Like, I mean, that's just always how those are always the shows that I was drawn to, like in anything like that, that the Keith Raniere stuff that took me by surprise, but I, I've become obsessed with anything Nixium. Like I was listening to an audiobook about him last week. Oh, and wow. I just, I mean, there are things that, and those tend to go reality shows, docuseries and stuff like those kind of things. Just, I don't know, for some reason, I'm just so attracted to all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the same. Cosine. <laughs> all right, so we're doing this early. We're doing a quick turnaround on this one. We're doing this early Thursday morning. So we stayed up late to watch our housewives. So we're going to break down Salt Lake today, mostly, which is the big shiny new toy. But I just wanted to touch on OC briefly because it did air last night. How are you feeling generally about this season? I know a lot of people aren't even watching because they're just so annoyed by it. What, what's your yeah, take so far? Uh, I don't like it. I mean, I don't I mean, I, I watch it every week. I cover it on my Patreon, uh, but I don't like it. And it's not because of all the reasons like, oh, Kelly Dodd's a horrible person and blah, blah, blah. And, the you know, I don't like it because I think and this is where Salt Lake City comes into play, really, because it they shouldn't be airing it on the same night because it becomes glaringly obvious how bad <laughs> the cast the casting is on OC. The casting is one of the worst casts I've seen on OC since the beginning uh, you know, you just realize how uh, there's zero chemistry. These people would never be hanging out together. You have poor Gina that's in a whole different income <laughs> bracket. So it's like she's getting picked on, like she's getting stomped on every week. And like you, so it just doesn't work. And it all starts with casting. And they gave up this year in terms of casting. They let Vicky and Tamara go, which I'm totally great with. But then they didn't have any plan. And like they didn't. They did that without any kind of they bring in Elizabeth, who I like, but Elizabeth doesn't even have there's just there's nothing else. There's nothing to hang their hat on. So you have these things every week where we're even seeing fights, but it's just there's no chemistry. So even the fights are hollow at best. You know, I totally agree. It feels like Trump firing the Corona task force and having no plan in place. That's, after that. that's it. It's like, it's like, I get, you didn't like where it was going. We didn't like where it was going either, but you should have had some thought. I mean, I would think production would have had some plan of, well, this is who we have our eye on. This is, and it's getting to the point with OC where I'm like, you guys start from scratch, get rid of everybody. Like nobody deserves to be there. No, because <laughs> even I guess Shannon's the OG now. And I, like last night I was like, Oh, I, I am at a point where I passionately dislike Shannon and not yes. even a fun, yes. but not even in a fun right. Vicky way in a, right. you don't belong on TV way. This is not good for you or for us. You know, Oh, we are so aligned. I feel the exact same way. And Shannon used to be one of my favorites way back. Yes. Agree. Agree. In that love to hate way. And now I really feel like get off my TV. I think the thing is, I think their plan was Bronwyn. I think they decided to sort of, pin all their hopes on Bronwyn. Yeah. And listen, her storyline is interesting in sort of a sub objective way. But then when you zero in, she's a hard, she's hard to swallow. See, hard it's very, swallow. I I thought the, the first, the last five minutes of the first episode of this season, when she admitted she was an alcoholic and stuff, I thought it was very brave. I was very touched by it. And I was like, you know, but at the same time, it still is Bronwyn. And, 
Um, she is she's aligns with a lot of my beliefs politically and all of these things. And that's great. But there still is something that is a hair off. And I don't mean in the sense of how she raises her family or anything like that. But you can't pin all of your stuff on Bronwyn because Bronwyn is still figuring out who Bronwyn is. So there's no way that we can hold like there's no she's not an anchor in any kind of, kind of way, because even now we know if you what you know, if you pay attention to what's happening off season, like she has a girlfriend now, you know, I don't I personally don't think her and Sean are going to end up making it uh i think that's so i think she's i don't know i just it's just not something that i think i see what you're saying and i think they, that is definitely true they try to make her the moral center but you can't make somebody the moral center that has no clue who they are still <laughs> that is correct that is correct you can't yeah they're not gonna make it and i mean come on the vow renewal that is the kiss of death well the Valerie duel, yeah, it really. I that was a hysterical thing when they they showed flashbacks, the flashbacks of Don yeah. and Vicky and oh, uh, and Shannon and and uh, yeah. But I thought Tamara had a vow new, renewal too. No, with Simon. Well, I mean, she had the she had the baptism. Oh, the she baptism. Had the, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. I do oh, miss she? those days. I do well, miss. Yeah, I those didn't are think like the I halcyon hated, days. Yeah, right. I hated Vicky. And Tamara so passionately before they were canned. And now all I want is for them to come back. I made a mistake this weekend. I made a mistake this weekend and on Hulu. They have like full seasons. And I put on this season in the background where uh, Brooks uh, has the fake cancer. The best season I just put it on in the background and I kept looking up going, oh my God, I forgot about this scene. This is amazing. It may, it, it, it was a totally different show. Completely. And like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I love Vicky. It was like, Vicky's horrible. This is hysterical. Like this yeah. is so, this works on so many levels. And I was like, where is this show? And it comes down <laughs> to casting. And that's where Salt Lake City nails it. It's like casting is key. And these people are thinking, I, I don't know if they're thinking location is key. I don't know if they're, I mean, at this point I would be fine with OC going away uh, for good or either retool it and do it like where the Sopranos would come back every two years for a season, <laughs> you know, like make sure you got something before you just put something out. And that's why I'm happy. I believe this is a shortened season and now we're getting into coronavirus. So it's doubly icky every week for them to make their stupid coronavirus jokes before coronavirus even really hit. Like, so you have Kelly go, I'm not going to get coronavirus, ah, you know, like, and they're she joking didn't about change it. it. By the way, she didn't change her tune at all till no. now. <laughs> that's the yeah, irony. I mean, like, well, and that's a, 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 once Bravo PR got involved, you know? Right. One last thing on OC, her relationship with Rick, does it make you <laughs> as sick as I do? I, I mean, it literally yeah, well, he, my you stomach. know, Rick's Rick's daughter, Veronica, has been on my show a couple times. And, you know, poor Veronica, she is uh, <laughs> she's very different than Kelly in so many ways. And it does. Well, you know what makes me sick is that Rick seems like he really is obsessed with Kelly. Right. And it makes you even more worried about Rick. Cause you're like, how are you obsessed yes. with this woman right. that is causing scenes everywhere she goes? Like, how would you ever feel comfortable initiating her into your social circle with a lady that like literally just is, is, uh, is, I'm, and I'm trying to say this in the most delicate way <laughs> is like, she's dumb. She's just dumb. She's like so she's, dumb. she's dumb. And I'm not saying like, you know, obviously she's pretty. Obviously she loves her daughter. I'm not saying any of that stuff. She's dumb though. And dumb people cause trouble. And sometimes it's not in a good, you know, the, the, the good trouble. I think Kelly was a couple seasons ago. This is just, it's getting gross. And I, and you just see like, she's also just not a um, empathetic person in any sort of way. 
she just says shit. Uh, sorry, she says stuff to pop off. She just pops off. Okay, <laughs> so she pops off at a moment's notice, and it's not even in an entertaining way. And I think that's why these shows sometimes are dangerous because it encourages this behavior from people that are already potentially horrible people. <laughs> exactly right. As Aaron Martin says, our fellow podcaster, this will end in a Betty Broderick situation. (laughs) (laughs) There's just no doubt. There is no doubt. I have a lot more to say, but let's move on to the crown jewel. Well, I still think Potomac's the crown jewel right now. You can't you can't sway me off that. I mean, they're six. They're 16 episodes in. And I think they've only had one dud episode this season, according to me. And that was just. And it was still a great episode, but it was just That's like not as exciting. You I know? always say it's like New York pizza, even when it's bad, it's good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so loving Potomac. So Salt Lake is the new new girl in town. Um, so what are your overall thoughts? And then we'll dig in a little bit to the episode. I mean, I think this is a probably an overt, like probably a way, you know, everybody's having this thought is I, I think it's great. I think it's when you see somebody, when you see a show And I think maybe it's when you're in like the desert and you get water, you know, like you're, (laughs) you you know, so they killed the first episode. It was great. I love the cast. There's not a person on the cast that I think is miscast. Um, I mean, the closest I would say is that maybe Lisa and Meredith, like they say, look alike, but they have different personalities. But I I mean, I really I I love the setting. I love the fact that it touches on Mormon religion. So there's like a a piece of history that you you know, these shows really work when you are brought into a social circle or a environment that you do not know a lot about, you know, or that you have like, you know, so it's perfect. You get like this under the under the shadow of the Mormon religion. You get all of these beautiful women in in amazing outfits. Um, You know, you get to see the snow. You get I mean, there's. There's really, this is textbook good reality shows. And then you air it after OC. So you even like, (laughs) go like, oh my God, like this is what it could be. And the first episode could have been a fluke, you know, because this took so long to come out once they had announced it over a year. And you see the second episode, I'm like, oh, just as good as the first, just as good as the first. Yeah, I agree. I I have a theory and I have no idea if this is right, but. I don't know if you were feeling this last night. I I have this part confirmed. So there was a production company that started on it and then they got yes. canned and then Shed took yes. it over, the same producers of New York. So the reason that I focus on this theory is that, and did you notice last night that they flashed back to four months earlier, a scene with Whitney and two of the others? I can't remember all their names now. And I thought four months earlier, like that's a deep cut. You know, production windows are not that long where you're all of a sudden and and it didn't look like an iPhone video. It looked like it was a real, you know, that could have been some testing that they were doing. Who knows? But it started me, my little conspiracy wheels turning, thinking maybe because last week I thought, God damn, we're getting a vow renewal. We're at a party. Everybody's hot. Everybody's crazy. It feels like we're coming into mid-season on the first episode. So I just wonder, like, I know that could also just be because they're like, okay, we've been studying housewives for 10 years. Let's do this. We're ready. We got all our plastic surgery in our outfits. Let's, let's, let's do it. But I also wonder if we're almost catching the beginning mid-season in a way, or it was a stop and start situation. Well, that's interesting. Uh, And real quick, just because I've done this before, is this recording? 
Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. It doesn't say record on my end, so usually no, it'll I put do up it a, on audio. Hijack. Okay, I just literally. Well, I oh god, thank god because I've done it before and I've lost whole interview. Okay, so sorry, sorry. No, thank you're, you you're, for asking. I've been, I no, always check. I just have done that and I get. Okay, so <laughs> you're totally you, like they did that with Beverly Hills supposedly this season where they had shot you right, know like right. three months and then um so yeah because last night if you remember they said they did a scene from four months earlier right did you see they did that flashback from four months yes. earlier they commented on whitney's hair and i'm like so perfect great like shoot all these things as much as you want so you have things to come back to like let it be more documentary where you catch things in actual people's lives i think you're totally right i think that did happen and i think that's the right way to go like oc feels completely rushed out and uh you know i'm glad they if that did happen, I think it did happen. And I'm glad they finally found something to hang their hats on because <laughs> the only way you're going to really have these relationships is over a period of time, True. you know? And I know Lisa Barlow's friends with Meredith and I know all of these people have like kind of tertiary, like little DNA around, you know, their connections and relationships. But I think, uh, yeah, they're firing on all cinders are. Yeah, you're right. It does feel midway through a season. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So who are you liking and who are you hating? And I know that this will probably change. You know, that's the beauty of the housewives, right? They make us shift our our allegiances season to season. It is funny. Like I was one of those people that crammed Potomac all this, uh, this summer or before the new season same. aired because I same. hadn't, uh, and everybody had told me to watch it. And I was like stuck in my ways and same thing with Dallas. It's like, it's, it, but once I started doing the podcast, I knew I like, I have to watch all of these shows. Yeah. I can't skip anything. And Potomac was like, it got to a point where I was like, well, I'm, these are all still fresh that I love everybody. And then you start to go like, well, maybe not Candace, you know, like, or maybe not. And now that's like Salt Lake is that like, okay, like I don't personally like Mary, but she, I, I don't want her to leave. Oh I want her God. to stay. Like I, I like her as a character very much or like Jen Shaw can be a little much, but I like what she brings to it. You know, I mean, my vibe is more like Meredith. That's where I feel like I'm pretty just kind of middle of the road um but everybody there's not one i mean i really am enjoying whitney like i'm i want to know so much more about whitney because even last night she was like i did not want to answer the the um the uh wife swapping or whatever it's called the um, <laughs> swingers swinger yeah i didn't want to answer the swinger question which she still failed to leave out of like well are you a swinger you know She's like so i'm totally like, a swinger well, but that's why I was like, we're eventually going to get that conversation. So you're like, and then she has her dad, her 16 year old, uh, older husband. I mean, there's so many, there's a, lot. there's a lot to dig into. And each one of those people, like last night we got the, uh, the revelation that Seth and Meredith uh, were separated, you know, are separated. And that was like something we didn't get the first episode, was, even though I just. Yeah. And, and of course I started Googling and saw that they were, but that scene was, I mean, he seemed high as a kite. And that okay. Scene. That's it. Right. Yes, and Oof. in a way, because then he would talk slow. Yeah, he was and then he'd go like this, eyes. and he'd be like sweaty and like yeah. red and like. Yes, you're. That's so funny. Oh my yeah, God. You're, that's exactly the thought. Yeah, she seemed freaked out by him. She's oh, like, totally. Oh. Well, and I think I don't know if that's where we're gonna find out, but she because that was hit two times in last night's episode, even in the Talking Head of like, well, I hope she's not dating anybody yeah, else. She's dating someone else. Has to, right? right? It has to be. I hope. I, has That's to what be. I wrote in my notes. Has Good to be. for her. <laughs> has to be. I mean, if she's still dating, I would love to ask her out if that's a possibility. I don't want to. <laughs> she's gorgeous. And you she get really that is. son. I mean, the son. Oh, that's I would hate to meet that son because that son would judge me like <laughs> immediately. It'd be like, I do not like your old Navy outfit. Uh. Yeah, you would be trash to him. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank well, you. I mean, no one's no, going to be know, good enough for his mom. 
So who I think that son might be it might be him and T'Challa neck and neck for like the best accessory to housewives, you know. Yeah, T'Challa actually for a second, I mean, turned out to be the the character with the most <laughs> I mean T'Challa is amazing. T'Challa on, on Potomac is really like one of the characters of the year. I mean, that's why you can't, that's why I was like, everybody's like, Monique is going to get fired. I was like, well, they better keep T'Challa, you know, like. Do you think that's why they are keeping Monique? Because of T'Challa? Well, do we, do we know for sure that they are? No, we don't. But the fact that she's at the reunion makes me think they're going to, the fact that Candace, because she's like, you know, I'm not going to film again if Monique films. Well, I mean, you're doing the reunion. You post in pictures with her. You're doing it. Well, I mean, the only thing that worried me about them is that uh, Monique was on Watch What Happens Live a couple months ago and still said they had never talked and all that stuff. And I said, and that was like, well, you're really tying production's hands behind their backs because if you you guys don't fix this, then there's no, I mean, I I would say, well, I would also say, you know, get rid of Candace too. I say it's dumb if it's, it's, you know, also the Candace, like that argument I keep going back and forth in my mind is that, yeah, you don't slam somebody's head into a table, but at the same time, there is something to be said for somebody that gets in your face nonstop verbally. And I would say it's never right, but it will happen to Candace again somewhere down the line. <laughs> the way the way she acts with people, you know, it listen, will. here's my thing. I won't even go that far. I think what Monique did was a thousand percent wrong. I don't care what Candace did to egg her on. Having said that, I hate Candace. And yes. I actually love Monique. So I'm missing yes. Monique and I don't want Candace on my show. Even I don't though need Monique's to, yeah. totally wrong. Oh, to- that's exactly my feelings. <laughs> and I, I do not need to need, see another getting ready scene with Monique Ooh. in the kitchen. I do not need I, to see, I like that's all they have or they have like Karen have like lunch, you know, like I yeah. need more than that. You I know? know. All right, let's stay focused. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> when I bring in T'Challa, all bets are hey, off. Hey, hey. So Jen, Lisa, and Meredith kind of all feel like the same person to me. Obviously not in personality, but the look. There's so much look going on. I will say that, just as far as the fashion goes. Meredith and Jen. Meredith has the best fashion on the show. Hands down, she's got, you know, she's a stylist and she's got a jewelry line. But Jen, I wrote this down. Sorry, you have to indulge me on the fashion, but that's a lot of why we watch this. There's somebody, I think it was Jen in her, oh yeah, no, Lisa, sorry, I'm talking about Lisa. Lisa and Meredith have the best fashion, not Jen, sorry. Lisa, who I do not like right now, I I find her, I just, I'm not a fan. She has an incredible testimonial look where she's wearing this gorgeous multicolored sweater or dress situation. I just had to say, I love it. However, (laughs) I think she seems like a bad person. So far, the whole well, if you were to believe Whitney, she basically like blackmailed her. I think she's a narcissist who felt attacked by Whitney saying, you know, hey, your people like drank, drank all the tequila. Somehow she got super paranoid, got felt injured, narcissistic wound, felt injured and then super paranoid that this woman's somehow going to out my brand so I'm going to have to blackmail her 
with rumors about her being a swinger. Like, I just can't imagine doing that. It just was felt. Yeah. Really I mean, shitty. it was, it's very extreme of like, <laughs> right? you know, like, like, like you looked at me dirty. So I'm going to yeah. pummel the crap out of you, yeah. you know, like, Whoa. and it, like, I didn't even see that coming. Like, right? so they, yeah, you guys, they get into a little conversation at the, 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 the party. And then she leaves and like calls her back up and says, yeah, don't, don't disparage my business and da da da. And if you do, I'm going to uh, like, let, let people know you're a swinger. That's just an insane <laughs> conversation to have with anybody. And Whitney is so like, you know, baby voice and da da da. But like, I was happy that she said something, which by the way, did you, Amy Phillips uh, was working on her Whitney imitation on her Instagram last night. And it's, it's really good already. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like that was so crazy. And the thing is, I have no doubt in my mind working in like catering and stuff like that, that those people did drink all of her stuff. Like I have oh, no definitely. doubt. Like I have no doubt. I don't think Whitney was making it up at all. No, and I also don't think she reflect- gave enough tequila for 500 people yeah, either. You give know? me a break. But yeah. also how does that reflect badly on her brand really? So it was like Not the at people all. Like, I who she hired for that night were drinking it. Big and deal. she was like, we we're, we'll lose our business and then it's done. Like we, I'm like, we, I don't know how, like I've been in the bar industry that you would not lose your business this way. Like this is not anything. What's up with a Mormon having a tequila brand. That's also so interesting to me because she's presumably doesn't drink, right? Presumably, <laughs> but she's also, she's converted to Mormonism and you <laughs> her know, whole her family, hus- right. Did you, I read up on her, her family did it. Like her parents converted and converted the whole family when she was young so she went to BYU. That was really interesting to me. Yeah. She's not a good time girl. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, some people like will, will for, for money find ways to, you know, look past religion, you know, like, and that's <laughs> I, obviously this is something that, so I, I think we'll probably get more into that this season because, you know, that's, what's great about audiences. Like you have that question. I have that question. So obviously they're going to have that question and probably get more into that. And I think that's also why she's so protective of the brand is because of that, of like, well, we can't have any strikes against us because we're already on this kind of thin line being here in a Mormon religion. And so, but also why base your operations out of Utah? Like that's so weird. Of all places to build a liquor brand, Salt Lake city. It's hilarious. What did you notice even when uh, <laughs> Seth and Meredith were out at dinner, they ordered a, a Vita tequila or a Vita yeah. drink? Like, better girl, drink or whatever. you better yeah. order my tequila when you go out. Uh, um, all right. So back to Whitney for a second. She gives me Kristen Takeman vibes a little bit. Like, I may be dumb, but I'm pretty. No, she gives us way more than Kristen Takeman. I love I mean, Kristen. <laughs> she gives us way. I mean, I'm, I mean she, I'm in the minority. I, I feel like she gives us way more than Kristen Takeman. Like already, <laughs> okay. I feel like she's opened up so much. She showed us true, the true. the wedding. Like we, she gave out like her dad, dad was a, a yeah. you know recovering drug drug addict <laughs> that you know the, she was in an office romance that they were both cheating on their exes. Like <laughs> they, right, I mean fair, already. Fair. No, you're right. I guess it was more just like in a way. I think the whole Kristen thing was like I'm an airhead but sort of don't underestimate me. And I think that's Whitney. Like at first I was like, oh gosh, she's so dumb. And she's actually not. I think she's, she's not. actually She just has smart. the dumb voice. You right. Know? It's, it's the baby voice can throw me off. The thing with her dad was so sad. That made me. Because of the hair? <laughs> exactly. How could you do that to yourself? <laughs> Let yourself age gracefully. No, I mean, obviously whenever, you know, somebody has drug addiction in their family, it's, it's tough. But let me tell you one thing. 
it is not going to be cured by Mary and the church. We got to get into Nexium 2.0 going on. Oh my God. Let's let's bring the audience. We got to brand this guy by the end of the season. Let's let's brand it. Yeah. With Mary's initials. So bring the audience up to date for those who are not aware of Mary's Mary and her grandfather's, her husband, grandfather's church. It's a Pentecostal church. But there is a lot of swirl going around on social media about what yeah. kind of church this is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, well, there's some Instagram account followed me the other day, and I followed back thinking it was, but then it turned out to be all of the allegations that are brought up against Mary is that her church is very like they. There are aspects of her church where I believe they believe she is God. Um, there's that part of it, but then uh, is that she allegedly has embezzled a lot of money from the church. And that's where a lot of these outfits are coming from. She takes private jets, uh, things like that. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of uh, people that are coming out that have been a part of her church that are making allegations and, and things of that nature. So that'll be interesting. I noticed she's, um, I think not, she, you can't comment on her, any of her Instagrams or anything, or you can't tag her in anything. Ooh. You can't, I think she's realizing that. I, and that's why I think enjoy Mary now because I will be in extremely shocked if she makes it to a second season. I was and I, I don't thing. mean, and not because of Bravo letting her go because she will not. Because she'll be this, in jail. Oh, well this just brings up like, you know, this brings, this puts it into the forefront. Like I get everybody wants celebrity, but you got to realize it has a cost. And yeah. this, if you're doing anything on, not on the up and up, you are going, it's going to get really highlighted. And that's what I was like. Mary is amazing, fascinating, such a great reality show character. But I think there are things going on that are actually potentially illegal and will not, will, will come to surface, you know? Yeah. And super nefarious. Like she, to, to just even go farther on the allegations that I read, not only is she stealing all of their, or their, allegedly taking all of the parishioners money, but they're brainwashing them. You know, they're, they're basically saying, you know, if you don't follow us and give us everything, you'll be nothing. I mean, really scary. You know, I made the joke about Nexium, but damaging, like really damaging. It's always the same playbook. It's always the same playbook, you know? And that's why, like, I would never, I'll never be able to lead a cult or anything. Cause (laughs) I don't want anybody to believe in me. Like, I don't want to say like, you know, like, let me, if I, if I do something good, let it surprise you. I'm not going to tell you I'm doing something good, you know? (laughs) And I feel guilty for taking everybody's money. And then, I mean, I it's feel, so disgusting. And then, and then, to, and then to show it off in like, like the first two episodes, she's wearing like four insanely expensive outfits. And that so she ugly. Gets, Worst oh, taste. That, that's too. what I'm saying. Like, I don't know fashion, but it's like <laughs> right. it makes it makes Sutton from Beverly Hills look like a good dresser. Right? You know, like that loofah dress from this. They called it a loofah scrub. But, it, this but at least with Sutton, we know that's like well, her money or her husband's money. Yes. We know where it's coming from. Right. You know, right. With with this, we assume probably correctly that it's coming from her parishioners. You know. You're so right. The it other wasn't like it wasn't like Jesus. Jesus walked around in like Armani, you know. He wasn't like, hey, he was very know? understated. Yeah, it was very a lot of, <laughs> lot of the palette color palette was very subdued. Yeah, yeah, it was like more like the uh, Steve Jobs wear the same thing every day <laughs> kind of fashion. <laughs> but the thing is, she even shoves it in our face, like you said. This episode, she was late because she was waiting for FedEx to deliver her coat, her Chanel ski coat. So she's like, you have to have a good 
coat on the slope. She was like, I don't like to get wedgies. I, I will pay for things that don't give you wedgies. And Chanel is one of the brands that don't give you wedgies, yeah. which is, I, I had no clue. So good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote that down. Like, okay, if I ever can afford to live non-wedgie clothes, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, I really... I find her so odd, like, like cult aside, I find her to be a very strange, strange person. Well, have you seen the pictures uh, from yes. her from like 20 oh, years ago? Yeah, let's doesn't talk look about that. Anything, doesn't look anything like her. I didn't even she, know it was her. She needs a new name. If you're going to change your appearance that much, you have to change your identity. Like, just get a new name. She did not have surgeries to remove odor glands. That is not a thing. And then they lost her on the table twice. Yeah. It was such an insane odor gland procedure that they almost lost her twice on the table. <laughs> you know, that's what she said. That's odor what I even made up. Procedures that's what it's, it's a very dangerous procedure. It that's why it's done. Well, when God you're wants us to have odor doing you. your entire face and body, those are dangerous procedures. But now I would be, cu- I would be curious. I wish the producers had asked, Hey, what does Mary smell like? Because I want to know, like, Hospital. does she smell like anything? Like, because if she removed her odor glands, I want to know what Mary smells like. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. Does that mean you don't give off a scent? What does that mean? <laughs> and why does it take three years? <laughs> I, it's 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 I feel we'll probably get more into that. I mean, over the course insane. of the season. Do we know how many episodes this season is? No, I kind of yeah, like I'm it curious. that way. I just want to go along for the ride. No, I mean, but then I then it, they always go like, and next week on the season finale, of, I, and then I get immediately upset when I hear that. Like, I need to be prepare myself emotionally, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. I hear you. Yeah, we need like a mid-season coming up the rest of the season to know that we've got like, you know, 10 more episodes to look forward to or something. Yeah, exactly. I hope they didn't cut it short. So let's talk about Heather. I have in my notes, Heather is dot, 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 horny. <laughs> she is yeah no she definitely she, I like she her. really is she really is a good time girl I think she and I mean is. that and I don't mean she's that I just gal. I think she's really she wants to have fun you yeah. know and I don't mean that in a bad way she seems like really fun the only you know Heather's Achilles heel obviously is that she's wildly insecure you know and that comes out in her relationship with Lisa Barlow and that Lisa acts like she doesn't know her and then when she does she says bad things about her and you can tell like I've been there I've, I I think I really relate to Heather in a lot of ways in that sometimes like well I don't feel cool enough or I don't feel this and I I feel like that's Heather of just like wanting to have a good time being a fun person why doesn't everybody like me but she doesn't in a really kind of like I, I think she's she's great I like her I like her a lot me too she seems to be like the fan favorite right now. I think she's the most relatable. She also doesn't have a perfect body, which is refreshing to see. She's not talking about going on a diet like Shannon was for 10 seasons. Like it's, she just seems like somebody who can just own what she says going on. Granted, you're right. Yeah. A little insecurity as well, but that's what we need in our housewives. But I learned from her about what the thumbs up emoji really means. This oh, is that all was new. wild. I guess I've been Am telling I people. To, I guess I've been telling people to f off like for the last five years, and I had no clue. Like <laughs> thinking you were so being nice. Oh yeah, she said the thumbs up meant f you, or that's what <laughs> Lisa took it as, and then Heather was like, "Yeah, I did mean it as an f you." I th- my parents have sent me thumbs up. Like I mean, like what does that mean? Like <laughs> time to understand. That yeah, time to, to sit up. down, with my dad. Like in fact, I actually I have my parents on the podcast every week. That's what I'll, I'll ask them next week because my dad, <laughs> the only emoji he sends is that crazy emoji. Oh, I don't like where I don't it's know like the, the eyes are the eyes are oh, like yeah, wonky. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like I the minute my dad Aww, learned how to cute. use emojis was horrible. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, do your parents live here too? No, they live in Arizona. Is that where you're from? Uh, no, I'm from Kansas originally, but we moved there when I was in high school. My dad got transferred and, and so they live in Arizona now. Okay, got it. So let yeah, let's let's end a little bit. I want to know a little bit more about you. How long have you been doing the podcast? What made you get into it? Uh, I've been doing the podcast. It's been like, I think as of last week, it's only been like a year. And uh, I, I was in a, I did a Kardashian podcast before that. I don't like the, I mean, I watch the Kardashians, but like, I don't like the Kardashians. So it's this weird. Um, so I did a podcast with a partner and that it was really fun. I never, and I really loved doing it. I took a little bit of a break after that ended. And then my, so my therapist was like, I think you should do the podcast again, you know, like, and uh, I never thought I could do a solo podcast. So, um, but I did, and it turned, it's turned out to be so great. And they're just, yeah, they're long form podcasts. They're like huge radio. Like I grew up on talk radio. So, you know, whether it be Stern or somebody else, they had these four hour, five hour shows and multiple guests and comedy bits. And it's the stupidest thing in terms of podcasts. Cause that's just not how podcasts are supposed to work. But I put timestamps, but like you'll yeah. get everything. Like I get, I do, I do two interviews, usually an episode, sometimes three guests. My parents are on every week for a small segment. I'll do like the week and Jax Taylor's tweets. I'll break down. Like uh, I broke down the premiere episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake. So I, you know, there's a lot up there too. There's a, there's a lot of content, but yeah, I mean, it's really turned into one of the great passions of my life. And you know, this or just the people that you come in contact or the people that you're able to talk to because of this. I mean, this is heaven. This is like, you know, you were, you're always like, why do, why was I, what, why, why was I drawn to these shows? Even from before even podcasts exist, I was watching housewives when they first started. And I always wondered like, why am I so drawn to these shows? I'm like, Oh, maybe it's so I could do this podcast someday. You know, you're right. It's so much the people around it, the Facebook groups, the podcast communities. I had no clue. I had no clue. Facebook groups existed. Like what, (laughs) what what had happened was that I I went through a divorce and I, I was really, it was a really tough period of time. And I found Facebook groups and they were like talking about re I'm like, people are obsessed with Brooks's cancer. Like I am like, you found all of these people had like-minded things. And then that introduced me to podcasts. And they were like, people are talking about this on, a, on like radio shows called podcasts. Like it was, and these had all always been there. I just was so ignorant to them. And it really, uh, it's, I don't, I don't want to say dramatics. It saved me, but it really helped me through a mm-hmm. tough time. You know, that's great. So I'm assuming this is your full-time gig because you seem like these podcasts seem like they take a lot of work. You know, I, well, uh, <laughs> they do, they do like they take, you know, I'll be editing like through the night for wow. it's, it's really, it's like a weird thing each week. It's like putting this thing together and the it's puzzle. like the self-importance is like so hysterical because at the end of the day, who cares, but it's, it means everything to me. I I'm an acting teacher. Well, I was an acting teacher for 13 years. I'm an actor as well. Oh, wow. And, uh, I got uh, laid off over the summer because of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard about coronavirus, but uh, I heard it's uh, going to be bad. So, uh, <laughs> gonna so, yeah, stock I got, up. so I got laid off and, you know, it was horrible, but it was a gift in a lot of ways. I was because I was doing two jobs if you included the podcast. And then this after that, it just was like allowed me to because I'll put in like 60 to 70 hours a week on this stuff, because if you include the Instagram reach out and all of that stuff. And it's just, um, it's turned out to be great. Like, this is what, I mean, this is what I want to be doing with my life. So it really couldn't have happened at a better time. And, uh, you know, it's it's really fun to be in charge of something that you love, you know? Yeah, I love hearing that too. Listen, it's, 
if you can make money doing the thing you love, that's, that's it, right? Like that's. Oh wait, oh wait, you can make money. No, wait, wait. <laughs> and heard. also, and, and look at I've this. The, gla- the look at the glamour. Look, we're we're up on eight thirty <laughs> yeah. on a on a Thursday morning. I have you my glam better done than this. Quick. You don't get better than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is the glam life. It's everything you think it is and more. Well, I'm so glad that we finally got to me. I want you to tell everyone all your Twitter and IG handles so people can find you. I'm telling you, you must, must, must follow Ryan on Twitter and, of course, his his podcast on Instagram. So give us all. I love this is only like 40 minutes. And I'm like, wait, don't we have like three more hours to go? Like now I'm just used to, you know, this feels like your intro. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, when do we start? Um, No. So. Uh, Twitter, it's at Ryan Bailey 25. My handle or my name is Ryan Kardashian Jenner on there, but that's my handle on Instagram at so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I do a lot of just, just reality show memes and, uh, love to interact with, uh, people on there just talking about reality shows. And of course the podcast so bad, it's good with Ryan Bailey. Um, you can find it Spotify, Apple podcasts. What I ask, the only thing I ask, because I'm, I have a Patreon too, where you can pay a couple bucks a month for more content of just recaps and stuff. But what I ask is just that if you like it, or even before you like it, the, the freest thing that you can do is go search it out and then just hit five stars and do it for this podcast as well. It's the freest thing that you can do for us. It's the simplest thing. It's a click of the thumb. And And uh, it really helps us out in terms of uh, just, you know, a lot of things and placement on Apple podcasts and stuff. So if you like it, or even if you don't, you just want to be nice, (laughs) just uh, do a good deed, hit the five stars for both of these podcasts. But other than that is all of this is free content, you know, skip around to your heart's delight. There are timestamps so you can skip to a section or a guest that might interest you. And hopefully you'll come on uh, down the line too. And we can do something, you know, so yeah, that's yeah. It's all about um, it's all about highlighting voices, you know? Yes. And you do. You have so many good guests. I've skipped around on on a bunch of yours and I really enjoy it. You're very good at what you do. You're very funny. Thank you so much for getting up early to do this with me. And hopefully we can do it again soon. Am I allowed to go back to bed? (laughs) No. You're out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. 